Let us know the stories you want to hear. Rate and review Me Time and Murder on Apple Podcast and mention the British or Irish case you would like us to cover. Me Time and Murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, well, big surprise. So, Miriam, what are you drinking today? Today, I'm actually drinking a coffee. Oh! Yeah, an iced coffee. Is this allowed? This is allowed. Me, it's me time, Trez. It's me time. Yeah. You make your rules for your own me time. And what time is it in Hong Kong? It is five. So five. Okay. I don't think I'm going to sleep tonight unless I do another yoga. Yeah, I was just going to say, drinking coffee at five o'clock. You're asking for it. Yeah. It's the new Nespresso blend, which is like a made for the iced coffee. It's quite nice. Oh, you got that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've heard good things. Oh, it's really good. What are you drinking? I am drinking a pucker mint matcha green mm-hmm. again. I am only have a couple left, so I'm really savouring this. And what are you pampering yourself today with? I was shopping the other day and I got a sample. The Sephora glycolic acid mask peel off. It's meant to be like a blackhead Ooh. remover. But my blackheads aren't mm. that bad. So if I don't have blackheads, what will it pull off? I don't know, just the dead layer of skin, I guess. Oh, that's great. Yeah, glycolic is good for wrinkles as well. So I suppose it depends where you put it. What about you? I'm actually also using a sample. Um, It's IGK Mistress Hydrating Hair Balm. I got it in a Space NK order in the post. Uh Whenever you order online, you get like two or three samples so it's always better to order online um so yeah um it's just a hydrating hair balm i don't know we'll see what happens okay so will we get into the case okay i'm very excited to hear this is the case of the killer driller have you watched the show the tv show about this mariam no i didn't know there was a tv show no Okay, I watched it way back in the day. I think I watched it when it came out. Okay, it came out in 2016. It's called The Secret. Oh, that's familiar. And it has um, Eyebrow Man. What is his name? Eyebrow Man? James Nesbitt. <gasps> oh, yeah. Well, he's just like, he's in yes. all of these, isn't he? Yeah, well, a lot of Irish. Yeah. Nor- he's Northern Irish. Yeah. Um, so he plays the main character, Colin Howell. And he does a pretty good job of it. They don't look similar, but yeah, it's not really about the that, evil undertones are there. Mm-hmm. He he hits that very well. He's a good actor. He's he's a good actor. Yeah, and the cast are decent. It is a decent show if you're interested. I'm not sure how close it is to exactly what happened, uh-huh. but I enjoyed I enjoyed the the TV show. And kind of crazy that this happened in Northern Ireland. So we'll we'll just get into it. It was in 1990 in Coleraine, County Derry, Northern Ireland. So that's, I mean, Northern Ireland's pretty close, so everything is close to Fermanagh, but that's fairly (laughs) close to Fermanagh, um, where we're from. Uh And Colin Howell was a husband, father of three, and dentist within a devout Baptist community in Coleraine, County Derry. At the time, he was seen by many as a pillar of his local church uh-huh. and devoted husband to his expecting wife. <gasps> so at the, when this when this all went down, the wife was pregnant. I just think that that needs oh to be God. remembered. Sunday school teacher Hazel Buchanan 
catches Colin's eye at his church one day. It started between them as a flirtation during guitar lessons, but it soon turned into a guilty affair. Oh dear. This is God's gift, Colin would tell her. We would be wrong to refuse it. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's such a piece of work. Wanting to remain in the church, Colin refused to consider divorce, but he and Hazel were still desperate to find some way to be together. When Colin's wife, Leslie, Uh her father dies, and she begins to contemplate suicide. (gasps) I'm not sure whether this was just an embellishment in the show, um, Mm-hmm. or whether you know I, I don't know like obviously it would have been something that Leslie told her husband in private you know that she'd been contemplating that I'm not sure it's that on the record but either way Colin sort of tells himself that this is his excuse so he believes he's found a way out of the marriage mm-hmm. and he and Hazel begin a deadly packed basically a plot okay so, so basically he's sort of saying his father-in-law has died and his wife yes is suffering through depression yes and she's having suicidal thoughts which is normal after you yeah. know losing the parent and stuff like that and she's mm-hmm. not grieving well and so he's just like well she wants to die so i may as well just kill her yeah, and it, it, it's going to look more believable because her father just died. It's, it's going to look believable that she would, oh. you know, she's, she's been acting depressed. Maybe people have noticed and, you know, I think I think it's just a justification for himself as well. Yeah, it's an excuse. I think because he, like, a, a lot of the time he's referenced to, like, believing himself to be, like, a man of God. So I think he's, you know, he's always looking for that out for himself and feel like he's doing the right thing. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. obviously not, but it's in his head. He just justifies, like, that's a big theme throughout this, just continuously justifying. Mm -hmm. So this is what they set out to do, and they make a pact. So on the night of the 18th of May, 1991, Colin set about putting the plan into action. So his wife, Leslie, had been drinking and taking prescription tablets because of her distress, obviously over her father dying, Mm -hmm. but also over finding out about his infidelity. So could you imagine, like, your father's just, like, I think this happened, I think her father died, like, seven days ago or something. Mm -hmm. And she's now aware of his affair. (gasps) I'm not sure, had she maybe been aware all along, and now it's kind of confirmed, I'm not sure. But basically, she'd been taking tablets to get to sleep. And she was sleeping on the sofa. Mm -hmm. So then, okay, we're getting into it now. Shit gets really real. So she's asleep on the sofa, and Colin decides to attach a hose to the exhaust of their car and run it through the house to where she was lying. Oh, no. Switching on the engine, he waited at the door, but Leslie woke up and cried out for her son, Matthew, six years old, who was sleeping in another room with his sister, Lauren, who was four. Their children, Daniel, two, and Johnny, nine months, were also in the house. Yeah, a nine-month-old. Which is, I don't know, it feels really brutal to do that. I mean, he was a dentist, mm. so I can see how he he almost seen it as like a sedation of sorts. I don't, you know, mm. like in a messed up way. Mm. When Leslie woke up, Colin pulled a duvet over her head <gasps> and pushed the hose into her face, <gasps> holding it there until she died. Oh no. So it was supposed to be, she was sleeping and she breathes in the carbon monoxide in her sleep and she dies in her sleep. And then it turned into this horrific struggle and suffocation and yeah so it wasn't going to plan and he suffocated her with the duvet 
Well, he he pushed the hose into her face, mm-hmm. and he used the duvet as almost like a like a vacuum seal Shit. to keep all the fumes in. Shit. He he kind of trapped her with the duvet, almost like a net, <sighs> if that makes sense. You know, kind of. Oh my god! Just wanted it done quicker. I think he was going to fill the whole room with it. Oh my god! Um, or like at least put it just close to her face. But now he's like properly stuck it in her face. Oh my god! So it's not this peaceful thing of like she's asleep and she doesn't notice. Like she's aware of like, and I'm I'm sure she knew in the moment that it was her husband as well. Yeah, and like she's you know probably in a not a good way after you know drinking and being on pills so she's probably just freaking the hell out so it's just horrible horrible way to go yeah colin then dressed her and carried her to the boot of the car mm-hmm. placing a blanket over her head and a bicycle on top of her body wait a bicycle yeah that part bothers me a lot yeah. and he then drove from their home to hazel's home mm-hmm. where her husband trevor was asleep in their marital bed. Okay. From the garage, mm-hmm. Colin repeated his garden hose trick, placing it close to Mr. Buchanan. Mm-hmm. However, he woke up uh-huh. as well, saw Howell, and a struggle ensued. So Colin trapped Trevor again inside a quilt. So he's doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Pulled it over Trevor's head. Mm-hmm. And shoved the hose towards his face until he died. So he uses, this is his method now. So dizzy from the fumes, Colin left to catch his breath before returning to dress and carry Trevor to the car boot beside his wife's body. And as her young children slept, Hazel disposed of the hose pipe and cleaned the room where her husband had just been murdered. So Hazel is a part of this. Mm-hmm. Like she is a very aware Mm -hmm. and she's helping Mm -hmm. to clean the scene which is just really messed up leaving his bicycle on a verge to aid his escape later colin drove to a row of houses um known as the 12 apostles one had been owned by his wife's father who had collapsed and died at his daughter's home 12 days earlier okay i thought it was seven 12 yeah so 12 days ago her father's in their home he dies, right? Mm-hmm. So now Colin's going to the father's residence. He's obviously deceased now. But he goes to the father's residence. And in the garage, he pulled on a pair of plastic surgical gloves and placed Trevor in the driver's seat of the car mm-hmm. and his wife, Leslie, in the boot. And around Leslie, he put family photographs and a stereo and he you know with like her favorite songs and he basically pressed play on the stereo he connected a length of vacuum hose to the exhaust of the car Mm -hmm. with the other end of the boot switching on the ignition before cycling home so he set up a a suicide scene basically here that these two spices have found out you know that they're their partners are having an affair and you know her father's died and they're very sad and they're just gonna help kill each other basically which to me seems a little bit strange yeah Yeah. it's not the best cover-up is it it's not normal it's not a normal thing i thought it was going to they were going to imply that they were having an affair that's what i thought when i was watching the show would that not make more sense yeah like they kill themselves out of shame yeah it would have 
rather than like kill themselves out of being sad I don't know it just seems weird that two partners would be like depressed enough to do like one I can understand but the both of them that's the likelihood of both partners wanting to kill themselves is very unlikely like yes and they both have children he has a career as an officer you know it just there's a lot that they're giving up but also like just because your husband is having an affair with like his wife doesn't mean that you automatically go to each other i mean yeah. like you like no, if i find weird. out very that very weird jaren was having an affair or something i would go to you i wouldn't even you know what i mean yeah you wouldn't go to the other per- no i mean unless they were friends this had been a known thing that the, perhaps they did strike up a sort of double not like friendship but thing. perhaps they did i i haven't looked into that mm. but perhaps they did lean on each other and maybe the community knew about that because basically they were believed colin and hazel were believed that this was what had happened to their partners Jeez. so they they set up this whole elaborate plan all of this happened in the space of four hours oh, wow and then the following morning Colin called the police asking if his, if his wife oh, this just this bothers me asking if his wife had been in an accident saying she and Trevor mm-hmm. had left the house together after an argument with him and that she had been drinking so he's further setting up yeah 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 this it's just this ruse is just ridiculous uh-huh. he asked a church elder to go to the Apostles, so that's the row of houses, Mm -hmm. to see if his wife was there, only to find them after returning a second time with an off-duty police officer. So he pretends they don't find them the first time, and then the second time they find them. Mm -hmm. So Colin suggested to the police that his wife and Trevor had taken their own lives as they had struggled to cope with discovering the affair. And the police believed this lie for the next 18 years. Jesus. Which is just fucking bonkers. No, I can't speak for all the police. Mm. I'd say there was, they were suspicious. Mm-hmm. I'd say you had multiple officers that were like, no, this Colin is an asshole, you know. Mm-hmm. But he got away with it for 18 years, you know. And many other people in the community believed the lie. And I suppose they wanted to believe it, you know? Mm-hmm. So after the murders, Colin was able to pay off his debts, including his mortgage, and develop his dental practice. With the life insurance? Yes. So how he was able to do that was 200000 was left in his wife's will mm. to him. Mm. Then there was also money from her father's estate where he staged the suicide. Um, there was a 120,000 life insurance policy and over 50,000 from an endowment policy. Colin did rather well out of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, his love for Hazel and his love for his church and all of that seemed to just be an excuse to me. I'd, I'd say this this monetary element was a big factor yeah. as well. It kind of shows because his on-again, off-again relationship with Hazel lasted five years and then they went their separate ways. Oh, for God's sake. So, wasn't that all? Wasn't that worth it? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Killing two people with children, with lives. Yeah. Yeah, because you're having a fling. 
and you're having a fling and it wasn't even a steady fling they were always on again off again yeah so five years later they went their separate ways and they'd been having the affair for a year so and that's six it. years in total that was it they were having that's an it. affair for one year and then they decided one we, year we got it off our spouses yeah one year i mean you would think mm-hmm. it's so they could be together forever yeah but no no five years is all they could hack each other in 1997, Colin then met New York-born Kylie Jorgensen, who had moved to Northern Ireland with her two children to study Irish history at the University of Ulster. Whoop, whoop. Oh, I know said whoop, whoop. That's not my school. Oh, I did? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, when, when were our parents there? They were there in the 70s. This is long after them. We're, oh, okay. we're alive at this oh, point, Trace. Right. Sure, we were born. Yeah, we're already, we're kicking about in Fermanagh. Oh, totally. I got that so wrong. Yeah, 97. <laughs> I, I was five. <laughs> okay. In 1997, Colin then met New York-born Kylie Jorgensen, who had moved to Northern Ireland with her two children to study Irish history at the University of Ulster, following an abusive marriage in the US. Oh, no. Oh, Kylie. The pair first met at a singles night in December 1996, not long after Colin's six-year relationship with Hazel ended and five years after they murdered their spouses. Mm. A five-month whirlwind romance ensued between Colin and Kylie, and by February, they were engaged. Jesus. And, I know, I know. Calm down, Colin. And she just came here to study. So she then fell pregnant a fortnight after their wedding in May, bringing the number of children in their blended family to seven. Mm-hmm. And a year in, Colin confessed to Kylie of the murders. Oh and they, what, were going out five months before that. So like they really don't, in my opinion, no. really know each other that no. well by this point. No, <laughs> They've not been together that long, no. even before the marriage. So how he actually told her is just ridiculous Mm -hmm. she was feeding their baby son eric Mm -hmm. and he just decides to land this on her oh oh my god poor kylie could you imagine just a normal evening just feeding your baby and just she went on to say that she was freaked out and scared by the confession Mm -hmm. totally understandable Mm -hmm. and she told him you have to go to the police but he urged her to take a deep breath and think of the children so condescending Uh I hate that. Take a deep breath. I hate that. So how did they end up being caught? Like, did Kylie go to the police? So this is where we're going to get to. So so Kylie's really distraught over this news. Mm -hmm. She goes and speaks to some friends in their church. Mm -hmm. Their their church is Barn Christian Fellowship. Mm -hmm. And I believe this is different to his original church. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. She asked the church members... What if Colin has done something? To which they show a specific member replied, this is a quote, I don't want to hear it. It's before the cross. You shouldn't tell on other people before that time in their life. Oh, for God's sake. So my understanding is he has gone to this new church. So he used to be... Baptist. So yeah, so he used to be uh, Baptist and now he's at this Christian fellowship. Either way, there are people who believe that that was he was a different person back then mm-hmm. and they like it just boggles my mind mm-hmm. that they just don't want to hear about it don't want to rock the boat so she wasn't getting any support in her community in her church 
it was just no help and she was just going to have to convince him on her own. Mm-hmm. Colin eventually agreed to Kylie that he would go to the police only after he made his wife promise to stand by him. He has freaking conditions. Mm-hmm. He, he, he tells his wife she has to stand by him, visit him in prison, look after their children until he got out. So these were all the requests and he said, I'm going to do it. But he persuaded Kylie that first he needed to set up their financial security, mm-hmm. starting off by selling his dental practice in Scotland. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why he also has one in Scotland, but he must have done so well from killing his wife that he was able to set up multiple practices. Mm-hmm. Kylie's parents were due to fly in from America in September. Mm-hmm. And Colin said that this is when his confession should take place with both of their families and church elders all present. So he had been making this big elaborate plan. Oh it's just, if you ask me, it's like attention. I was, so, you know? I was just, thinking, what an attention seeker. He, he's like, I did this thing and I need to go to God. And I, you know, it's just going to be, mm-hmm. oh, all about Colin. So he made a reservation at the Burndale Hotel in Newcastle, County Down, where daddy's from, for the declaration, for the declaration, (laughs) even that word, the declaration. I mean, some of these, this is from um, some really great articles from the Irish Times Mm -hmm. newspaper. They thought that, you know, this event at the hotel would end in an arrest and an incarceration of Colin. And apparently he was prepared for all this. He was yeah, I'm going down, I'm accepting this. Um, However, a call from Colin's father saying he would not be able to make the rendezvous that day was the religious Colin's first sign that the time might not be as auspicious as he had thought to reveal his heinous crime. So at any opportunity, he's like, oh, wait, no, it's not the right time. Basically, that was his out, and I'd say he was so thankful even though nobody else sees that as an night, that's just him being mm-hmm. psycho. So instead of going to the hotel, they cancelled it all. He then went to the church instead, mm-hmm. where he claims a girl delivered a message to him and said, Colin, I just don't know why I am telling you this, but your sins are forgiven and forgotten by God. Oh my. So he believes God spoke through this little girl, just came up to him, like worked through her. As a messenger, like bonkers, Christian, bonkers. What the fuck? Yeah, and I mean that was completely made up. Yeah, a little girl is not going to go up to a full-grown man and no. But also, no. like there will be some dum dums who'll be like, "Oh wow, God works in mysterious ways." Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. He's playing this like he is in the right community mm-hmm. to commit these kind of crimes. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gullible. So, this is sad. Kylie said that after Colin received this message from the little girl, Mm -hmm. he then continued to blackmail Kylie for the next 10 years. What? To keep his secret for the sake of their children, threatening to kill himself if she exposed him. What? Yes. And during this time, they went on to have four more children. Kylie. Saying, oh, well, mm-hmm. I know you can't, it's sort of like say no, you why can't, didn't, I know. but why didn't she just go to the I police and say I, like, my husband killed his ex-wife? Well, he said if she did that, that he would kill himself. <sighs> I guess she didn't want 
to have all these kids and be on her own. I mean, I guess meeting someone when she moved to Northern Ireland was probably a relief for her, someone to help her. You know, he's got loads of money. He's got dental practice. You know, this was a good thing for her. And he just had to fucking be an asshole. Um, I'm just feel, I just feel so bad for her. She probably thought like all her dreams came true. Mm. You know, she was escaping an abusive husband in the US mm-hmm. and, you know, she thought she had it made. Oh, so sad. So jumping now to January the 28th, 2009. So we're really yeah. in the future now. Mm-hmm. So Kylie Howell, she says to Colin in the kitchen, Colin, today is the day. Mm-hmm. She had just had enough. Mm-hmm. Colin, however, wasn't going down without a struggle. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. Mm. He told her it did not feel like the right moment for him and probably wanted another day to work it out. No, his wife insisted. This is the moment. So she was just yeah. done. Yeah. Nearly two decades had passed until Colin finally confessed to both killings. Wow. He pleaded guilty to the murders in 2010, like which does not seem long ago at all. No, that's only, ten, only 10 years ago. Fuck. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And when he confessed, he implicated Hazel in the plot. He was like, I'm taking you down with me. Oh my God. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Well, she did do it though. Like she was. She did. Like, she yeah. did. But he, it just shows who he is. And right? it's not surprising that he would like, you know, cling on to someone else. Yeah. And share, spread the blame, oh, yeah, you know, no, you know, not surprising at all. Yeah. So he, he would go on to give evidence against her at trial. So in March 2011, Hazel was unanimously convicted of both murders as well and ordered to serve at least 18 years behind bars. Mm -hmm. Since then, Hazel has tried um, and failed in a series of attempts to have the verdicts overturned. Mm -hmm. Colin was also sentenced to life imprisonment. Mm -hmm. And in the UK, this is somewhere between 15 to 20 years. So it looks like, yeah, they got the same Mm -hmm. same amount, really. Mm -hmm. And the prosecution in Colin's case would describe the murders as a meticulous and devious plan Mm -hmm. premeditated in a manner that might be described as professional. It was very well planned murder. So creepily well planned. Like, here's where shit gets even worse. What? I thought we were finished. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just just to compound all of that, (laughs) Colin is also serving... A five and a half year sentence for sexually assaulting five female patients while they were under sedation at his dental surgery. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and this was a dental surgery in County Antrim, where we used to live. Well, Ballymoney, we were Belfast. But yeah, so he's all over the show. Yeah. Uh, he committed these offences over a 10 year period from 98 all the way up to 2008. Oh my God. So his wife, Kylie, later described how she found it hard to reconcile the two sides of the man she had married. So she found out about not only the murder, she 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 held that for 10 years, she held that inside, but when she found out about the female patients, mm-hmm. that was, yeah, that kind of, that really tipped her over the edge. Yeah. So she said, I really looked up to him as a teacher. His biblical knowledge was amazing. He knew it all. But the faith I believe he's been living is a really hypocritical one. He would preach on what kind of people we ought to be about sexual immorality. This was going on for years. 
I had no idea he could do it right to your face. He was very deceptive. And I think when she says this was going on for years, I think she means the um, sexual abuse. Uh Yeah, it seems like he had like convinced her that That he he had changed. changed. Like I'm a changed man. And one day I will make up for it. One day I will go to jail and I will do the right thing yeah like she was like okay like like, he's changed he will eventually maybe he was saying when the kids are at university yeah I mean you can kind of see like I feel like I've seen that storyline before of you know let's just be here for the kids and you know you can understand it yeah and so she's like oh right well he made a huge mistake I bet I bet he was like oh she was abusive she was an alcoholic she was you know like oh yeah she had abortions abortions. without his knowledge she yeah, I he probably spun a web of lies, and even if she had done all these things, not a reason to kill someone. Uh-huh. Like, but as like a Christian, yeah, but, she's like, "Oh, yes, he's changed." Yeah, and then she finds out that the whole time that he's like mm-hmm. crying, "I've changed. I will repent one day." You know, I'm a changed man. That he's been molesting, like, or abusing yep. girls that whole time that she thought he had changed. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I couldn't even imagine finding that out. Oh, Kylie. She said, I'm having trouble really seeing one person I've known for 12 years as a good father and loving husband, but really it's like seeing a completely different person in the same skin. Like she's really struggling with this. It's so, so sad. He abused patients. He is a compulsive liar. He was an adulterer in our marriage mm-hmm. and murdered two people. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought... He was this great Christian guy, but they were so wrong. He was a monster. So the fresh revelations of his affair, the abuse of patients, and the loss of their financial security were the final straw for his wife. So yes, there was the abuse of patients. Mm -hmm. It seems he also had an affair Mm -hmm. of some sorts Mm -hmm. running on as well. And then this whole thing of, oh, let me get our finances in order. Mm -hmm. Kylie, let me set you up, and then I'll go away to prison. This was the running theme for the 10 years right and then he screwed the pooch we'll get into oh, this so it, oh, was it just, just keeps getting worse well not not worse than like sexual abuse but like i mean nothing's working out for her no murder affair abuse and she can't even build her her life with money she can't rebuild what happened what happened this is how it all went down in the end so colin just was a proper asshole right to the end so according to colin he was the first person that confessed to the church elders and announced to his wife that he had wanted to confess and the reason he wanted to confess was because of signs of punishment from god (laughs) we all know kylie pressed him 10 years ago tell the truth Mm -hmm. he blackmailed her and 10 years later he's saying i'm coming forward when really it was her in the kitchen pressuring him Mm -hmm. Okay, so the signs of punishment, quote-unquote, mm. that made Colin want to confess are as follows. And this is really sad. So in 2007, Colin and Leslie, so Leslie being his first wife, their first son, Matthew, 22, died while on university placement in St. Petersburg, oh, no. where he fell four floors in the stairwell of an apartment block. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. So sad. Uh, later, in 2008, faced with mounting unpaid tax bills, 
Colin sold his share of two dental practices to invest in an offering of up to eight million mm-hmm. in attempts to recover gold supposedly buried in caves in the Philippines by Japanese troops in the 1940s. This is a this is a scam. This is a scam. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that is one sentence. Yeah, and everyone is just everyone knows it's shady. Like from yeah. that one sentence. But Colin planned to give some money to missionary work and use the rest to retire, living part of the year in his holiday home in Florida. So he's like, I'm entering into this scheme. It's all set. I'm going to do some good, give to missionary work. I, To be honest, I doubt that. Yeah. He just says things to like make himself sound good. Um, and then he wants to retire off to Florida. So he thinks he's got it all sorted. However, when he flew out to check on his investment, he discovered he had been conned. Oh my mm, God. Shocker. <laughs> he, like, gold in caves in the Philippines, buried by Japanese troops. Like, Wait, why would they bury like, gold? People don't bury don't, gold. Like, they keep it in the bank. It's like a bad movie. Oh, it's God. like, what? <laughs> He would go on to claim that it was the realisation that he had been duped which triggered his confession. Oh my God. And I've just put in brackets here, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, I love how it's like his son died and then the next year when he lost money, that's when it was the trigger. Not the son. Not the son. He believed that this and the death of his son was punishment and a sign to confess. And then in brackets here, I've got, so he, so really, he had fucked things up and didn't have much to live for. And nobody <laughs> wanted him. His wife found out about what an utter creep he was. <laughs> I was obviously really annoyed at the time yeah, when I read yeah, that. I'm like that too. When I'm typing, I'm like, who the fuck do they think they are? And then I go to read it and I'm like, oh, I was angry. <laughs> I was angry. It, it just, it, it's just, he thinks that no one can see through you know it's all these little excuses and justifications oh this is why i'm confessing you say no it's bullshit you've got nothing to live for like the you know yeah 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 yeah. and it wasn't even the death of your son it was the money money. that you couldn't retire off to florida yeah Yeah, that's you've got nothing now as well as the embarrassment like he made this big like blunder he's like embarrassed he's like emasculated he's like oh god is trying to send me a sign just such such a dick um and that really that's really it i mean he's in prison now mm-hmm. got that lovely title of the killer driller that's going to be his legacy and i kind of love that yeah because screw him that was a good one Trez. well hope you enjoy no can't say i hope you enjoyed that so difficult <laughs> to know what to say <laughs> hope you enjoyed that um was it good for you <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll uh, catch up on the next one, guys. Slán Walia. Bye. Me time and murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.